we started uh, our new thing for the year of September 23 to September 24, which is Awake to Righteousness. And this what I would, this what, and so everything that we teach on this from here on out is going to be dealing with righteousness. Amen? Righteousness. And so the word righteousness, <clears throat> when we talk about the word righteousness or the word awake, let's look at first um, Corinthians, Casey, chapter 15, and look at verse 33, 34. These are two scriptures I've been using. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 is one of our scriptures that we're going that we're going to use also in our foundational scriptures. But let's look at this once again so that we can make sure that everyone get these verses of scripture down packed. And so verse 33 says, be not deceived, for God is not mocked. Amen? Evil communication corrupts what? Good manners. And I dealt with that this morning in my online class about what corrupt, how uh, evil communication can corrupt good manner. The evil communication that took place, the first place it took place is what in the garden. When God gave them a specific word that you, the day that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what would take place? Well, in chapter three of Genesis, Satan says, you shall not surely die. For God does know that the day you eat of the tree, your eyes will be open and you will become wise as God, knowing good from evil. And we said God never intended for us to know good or evil. God intended for us to know him. Amen. And so here, this is the first place where evil communication corrupted good manners. Okay. And so in a perfect environment, what took place, think about now. You and I are not in a perfect environment. We can create a perfect environment in Christ, okay? Just as they had a perfect environment, it was in God's word. It was their spirit drawing life from the spirit of God. And the moment that Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then that knowledge of knowing God was severed, okay? And so here we are here now come back around Jesus, God becoming a man and put himself in an earth suit and redeemed and restored us back to the original intent. So the purpose of the new birth is to get you and I to go back to Genesis 1 and 2 and begin to call those things that be not as though they were. So this is why this lesson or the series from now to September 24 would be awake or awakening to righteousness. Amen? And so what, is, what does that mean? The word awake means to rouse one understanding. Isn't it amazing that rouses, you hear the name rouses? It rouses your understanding. <laughs> so the word rouse, uh, it, the word awaken means to rouse one understanding, meaning this, it is to awaken you to get you to understand that it's not you, but it's Christ in you. Amen. We put great emphasis upon Galatians 2.20, which was Sunday. Paul said, nevertheless, what? I live, yet not I. Is that right? But what? Christ, what? Live it in me. 
See, it's not I, but who is it? It's Christ that lives in me. And that's how all of us, if we begin to start taking it seriously like that in every occasion of our life, I mean, from the smallest little detail to the largest detail of things that need to be handled, Christ in you. If you begin to look at life like that, then as you go on in life through, uh, uh, through this realm, all of a sudden then you'll start allowing the same life that's in you that gave you life through the new birth. You will allow him to handle every little detail thing in your life. And when you allow the word to be first place in all of your decision making, man, you can't go wrong. We go wrong when we what? When we put ourselves as the principal source of bringing resolve, okay? So what we want to do is make sure that we continually to be, we continually dying to self. Dying to, you know, when we say dying to self, I'm dying to the way I would do this. Lord, how do you want this done? Amen? And so when you make that decision, so be ready for, be ready for people to not speak to you in the manner that you are accustomed of. Be, be ready for people not handling you in the, custom, in the way that you are accustomed of. That's going to be your way of executing the righteousness of God that is in you. It's not I, but yet it's Christ in me. You can't offend a dead man, but you can't offend a live one. Right? I'm going to say that to you again. You can't offend a dead man. But you can offend a live one. So if I'm dead, I can't be offended. Right? Nobody said that. <laughs> but if you're alive, you can't be offended. Right? And even if you are offended, it's not the offense that comes to you. It's how you handle that offense. That offense can turn into a root of bitterness. Or that offense, can you could just say, you know what? Nope. I'm dead in Christ. I'm going to look at the word of God, how he, how I'm supposed to handle this, and that's going to be mine. Amen? Amen? Verse 34, Casey. Awake. Everybody look at someone somebody in the cell and say, awake. awake. Yep. Awake to what? Righteousness. Not to condemnation, not to criticism, not to uh, all of this other junk that's out there. I had a member, you know, uh, well, she's a distant member, but I had a member call me today, you know, and just, you know, talking about, you know, how the, how the message of Christ is so condemning out there and so judgmental and et cetera. Now, don't misunderstand me. As we grow in the things of Christ, it's just like a child. God expects more from us because of your maturity, right? But it's never condemning, right? Never condemning. Anytime someone condemn you about a life, condemn you about this or that or whatnot, it's not of God. Amen? And why? Because Jesus is the one who paid the price for your right standing. I didn't do it. You didn't do it. You couldn't do anything to earn it. No, we receive God's righteousness through the new birth. Amen. So it says, 
Awake to righteousness and what? Sin not. Right? For some have not the knowledge of God. That's the truth. That's a working knowledge. Not a knowledge of just knowing sin. A working knowledge. A revealing knowledge. That's why I tell you, sin not. So if it says sin not, it's telling me that, hey, I can grow continuously in this grace that I can put sin, the little petty things and or whatever. I mean, you know, you're not going to ever stop sinning. But you can start distancing your sin from each other. Why? Because you're growing in that grace. You're purposely functioning, thinking in the light of the new birth. Okay? So let's go. Let's put this up, Casey. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Let's look at how this righteousness come about. So if we are to awake to it, then how did I come about in walking in this righteousness? Okay? That's what we're going to. How did I come about in walking, you know, in, you know, walking in this righteousness? It's not something you did. It's something you received. As long as you look at it something I did to get here, then guess what? Ego gets in the way. Pride gets in the way. Uh, all the other stuff that from the fallen, from the fallen uh, nature of the first Adam is what? It's to puff you up. It's to build you up because of your own self-righteousness, your own self-worth. And, you know, it's, not a, it's nothing wrong with self-worth or whatnot as long as you understand that, hey, how all of this came about. I mean, some people don't even acknowledge God. Or if they do, it's very lightly esteemed because it's all about them. Hmm? So it says, therefore, if any man beware in Christ, he is what? A new creature and how many things have passed away? All things, he said, old things have passed away, and behold, all things are become what? Put this up in the Amplified just for a moment. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has what? Passed Away, the fresh and the new has what? Has come. Is that right? Let's go to verse 18. <clears throat> and let's do this in the NLT. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself. You see that? The new birth is a gift from God that did what? Who brought us back where? To himself. But notice how he did it. How did he do it? Through Christ. Is that right? So that's what our righteousness, we are in right standing with God, but notice it, it's through Christ. So you and I do good to do what? To allow his life that he conquered are the conquest over Satan and his cohort, and he was the firstborn from the dead. And notice this. And when we uh, receive him, his the spirit of victory 
It resides in you and I. It is what gives you the advantage. It is the blessing. It is the anointing. Huh? That's what you have inside of you, but it's in a seed form. So if you don't learn how to activate the righteousness of God of whose you are, then the environment, your condition, your surrounding, your, 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 uh, your lack of finances or whatever, everything stays the same because there's no resistance. So the first thing I have to do is what? Submit myself where? To God. James 4, 7. The second thing do what? It says, then resist the devil. And the third thing will happen and he will flee. But I can't resist him if I don't submit to God. So to submit to God, I got to submit to this righteousness that he made unto me in Christ Jesus. Can you see that? And you can't go to God. You can't just say, well... <clears throat> You know, my life is not the best, and I hadn't done this, and I hadn't done... See, you're still thinking it's what you do until you receive what God has done for you and on the basis, on those bases alone, you're not going to ever be free. It's his faith and faith alone. It's his life and his life alone inside of you and I. You just got to be able to partake, be a partaker of that life. I mean, you know, if I had, if I, if I brought each of you, you know, uh, uh, a 10-pound sack, yeah, sack of pecan, and I, and I put it there for you, I picked them, but I gave it to you. And when you take it, what are you, what are you doing? You are a partaker of that which I, yeah. And this is the same thing with Christ. You and I are a partaker, Brother George. You're a partaker of what God has done for us through Christ. That's plain and simple. You cannot, on your own, earn anything from God. I'm going to say it to you again. You cannot, on your own, earn anything from God. God, in his love for you and I, that's why the scriptures say, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son. God gave his son for you and I so that he could have fellowship, or fellowship can be restored between you and God. Us and God, without any, what? Restrictions. Huh? I mean, even with unconfessed sin, you can still fellowship with God. Why? Question. Why can I do that? With an unconfessed sin, I can still fellowship with God. How can I do that? Anybody know? You might want to take a chance at that. Because what? Okay. You dead to yourself? So what's another way to saying that? It is my spirit that cannot sin. But my soul and my body can. 
See, your fellowship with God is perfect. That's why I say through Christ, because remember we read 2 Corinthians 5, 17? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, they are. It's that life in you that God is fellowshipping through. It's that life that's in you that you are made righteous. It's that life that's in you that's causing you to prosper. It's that life in you that's causing you to live in God's peace. It's that life in you that's causing you to live whole. It's that life in you. It's not anything you do. I can eat right. I can exercise those things we should do. But if I put all my faith in just that, I'm, I'm, I've already failed. You got to have something more than yourself. Can y'all see that? Amen. So think about this. All things. So and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back. Who did what? Brought us back to himself. How? Through Christ, the anointing of his anointing. And God has given us, see this? This task of what? Of what? Reconciling people where? To him because you already got the spirit of reconciliation in you through the new birth. A complete change has been made in you, in your spirit. There is no sin in your spirit. Next verse, Casey. For God was where? In Christ, doing what? Reconciling the world. What does the word reconcile mean? Made right. Or change. Change made right. Made what? What is he making right? What did he make right? He made us right standing with him by, you know, and God, no, for God was in Christ making right the world to himself. Changing the world to himself. You see what I did? I took the word reconcile, use the word change, use the word making right to himself because that's what it is. That's other words that you can use to do that. When I used to be a manager for Pizza Hut, I would, I, I would love if I was $5 off, if I was $20 off, if I was $50 off. But man, to have a penny off, oh, that can run your bananas. Trying to reconcile those books, you got to go all the way down through one. You got to go all the way across. And I tell you, that was old school Calculating one cent bar keep you up to three, four o'clock in the morning trying to find that one penny. And you say, well, I'm just going to put that penny in there. Then guess what? It's going to really be off now. Because once they go to the corporate office and they start looking at all of that, and it's just like, where does this extra penny come from? Ah, uh, it was. Ah, thank God. They got computers now, huh? You can just throw them numbers in there and it da 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 bop 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 boom. There you go, huh? <laughs> For God was where? In Christ, doing what? Reconciling, changing the world to himself. No longer counting people's sin against them. Hmm? 
And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. That's why you're supposed to go out and share with people. Not condemn them, not condone them. They're already dead. They're already down. They're already hurt. But begin to change, share that message, what change God brought for them. That was set the captives free. <clears throat> Amen? See, we're not happy unless we, what? We're trying to speak something to condemn somebody, judge somebody, or we use our status to make someone else look lower, look less than. That's, that's baloney. That's hogwash. Amen? Never do that. Never use your position or your status. I don't care how close you are with God. You know that, hey, it is only by his grace that I've been awakened to his righteousness that I'm able to walk in God's goodness. Because I'm telling you, self-righteous, that thing, that is like, it's, it's a demon almost from hell. Now, I'm talking about biblically speaking. You need to have some self-righteousness when it comes to the way you work, the things you do every day. Why? Because that's probably how you're going to get a pay raise. That's probably how you're going to get a promotion. Okay? But I'm talking about in Christ, when we start dealing with these things the way we're dealing with them, no, you're going to have to set aside all of your natural means and begin to draw life from the word of God that's in you, from the word of God that you read, from the word of God that you meditate on, from the word of God that you hear. And the Holy Spirit takes all of that and he compiles it, he congeals it into a manner the way you can receive it. You can, you can, you can induce labor. And have an understanding of these truths. But once he revealed that truth to you, now you are responsible to maintain that. Hmm? Yeah. Anything that you get, what you have to do? After a while, you got to start doing what? Maintaining it. What happens if you don't maintain your house? What happens if you don't maintain your car? Same thing about your walk. You, once the revelation, once the truth has been revealed to you through Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, now you have to maintain that. Because that's, the, that's what the devil is coming after. He's coming after that truth that you have a revelation of. If you don't maintain that truth, then guess what? You, he'll, he, you will be like bait. On a hook, on a fish, on a, on a fishing rod. Satan knows that he is afraid of the truth, so he will do everything that he can do to do what to get you disembodied about this, about that, and he let petty things to do what to throw you out of the way of the right standing of whose you are. Amen. So. He said, for, for God was in Christ. I love that. For God was in Christ. Think about that. Doing what? God was reconciling the world to himself. No longer counting people's sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Keep going. So we are what? 
ambassadors. We are Christ. What? So what is an ambassador? Someone that's what? Somebody that represents someone that's sent. Right? So we'll, so we are Christ's representatives here on the earth. You and I've been what? Sent. You're sent by God. So that means an ambassador, <clears throat> if we have an ambassador that left here and went to New Mexico or went to the city of Mexico. That ambassador is not there to receive anything from Mexico. When that person leaves here, he leaves or she leaves with the whole United States of America behind them. This country will provide their housing, clothing, food, right? Whatever recreation. This country will provide that for them. Why? Because they are an ambassador or a representative of this country. You and I are representatives of Christ, the kingdom of God. So God is the one providing our housing, huh? our food, our prosperity, our healing, our health, our joy. Is that right? I'm, see, I'm just trying to get you awakened to what you already know. Because it's, it's not that we don't know these things, but we, we somehow allow these things to become weakened to us. We begun to, again, we begin to press in doing it ourselves. We begin to trying to make a stand. You, you know, kind of like Abraham. God gave him a dream and told him that this child should come from his own lawn. Him and Sarah conjured up a plan and used her, uh, uh, her handmaiden and had Abram to go into her maid or whatnot to bring forth a child, trying to bring forth the will of God. And what did they do? Make a mess of it. Right? That's the same way that we ourselves can look. Abraham, <clears throat> all of that mess up is in the Bible. So God uses that mess up to show us us. <laughs> right? So all we can we can learn from them. Right? We can learn from them. And once you begin to start putting these things in place and start understanding that, hey, look at how long it took Abram to get to that place to receive God's goodness. Or whoever. I use Abraham because he is the father of our faith. Okay? So here, notice this. You and I are ambassadors. Representatives here. So whether whatever jobs we have, whatever community, whatever we do, whether we sit down and eat lunch with somebody or whatever it is, we are representing Christ. That means my behavior, what I'm doing, I'm putting Christ on. Right? It's like the clothes I have. What are you doing? It's clothes my nakedness. 
So what am I? I'm wearing these clothes so that my nakedness won't be exposed. Well, guess what? That's what it means by Christ. That new life that you and I have received, you when you behave like as unto the righteousness of God, when you begin to speak in the light of the righteousness of God, you're putting Christ on. You're wearing it. When you walk in the grocery store, people can see it. When you're out exercising, whatever you're doing, people can see it. They will be drawn to you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I mean, I could go into a classroom. Children could be, I mean, and this is happening. My wife could testify if she was, they'd be hollering, they'd be crying, someone be crying at the top of their lungs and et cetera. I could just walk in that room and look at that child and smile at it. And say, what's wrong? Boy, girl. And they'll just come to him and I pick him up and they just lay their head on my shoulder. And they just stop crying. And they just rest in my arm. What is that? That's that anointing. They're drawn to that anointing. Oh, y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm an ambassador for Christ. I put one little boy down yesterday. He, he, when I put it down, he kept looking at me. He wanted to go with me. I said, I'll be back. Go with your teacher. I'll be back. Them teachers don't know what to do with that. I'm telling you, you and I have an advantage. Whatever that is God put in you, whatever that is God called you to, don't, 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 don't try to play that down. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? I, I was listening to something Dion was saying. He said, I make people nervous when they come around me. <laughs> Why? Because, you know, he, he, you know, he don't talk if that. No, 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 no. He talk in a manner where I'm here to make you better. So when I walk in the room, I make a statement. When I walk in clean, then it demands attention. He said, I make people nervous. I'm just trying to show you this man confident is not in himself. And part of the sports world don't like it. They can't figure it out. But all he's doing is boasting on Christ. He knows he's an ambassador in the sports world. He's called to do what he does. It's not about winning or losing. It's about bringing up a group of men to be responsible and understand the role and the call that they have as young men as they move into the future. That's what it's about. But we might as well win a few games on the way doing it, right? Yeah. We all know you're going to lose a game here or there. Everybody loses one, right? But he can't have a perfect season, okay? But my point is not, it's about, it's about the character, it's about the integrity, and it's about 
the strength of how this man speak and knowing that he's speaking from a well of life inside of him that the sports world, not even the church world, is ready for. I said, look at this. He's functioning in his place as an ambassador. What about you and I? Are we functioning in our place as an ambassador, whatever the Lord called us to? Because you can bring forth the same result. But just understand that what you do is in him. It's not you. That's not a, that's not a show. That's not a facade. You can go back to that man, early days of career. It's all in his life. It's just only when he had that encounter with Jesus, it really opened the eyes of his understanding. Okay? Because he had all the stuff, but he had no peace. Amen? So you and I are what? We are what? Ambassadors? And notice this, God is making his appeal. Oh, wow. Are you seeing this? That's what I'm telling you. Even though God, Jesus, he ruled, he reigned over all demonic hosts, all uh, principalities and power has been put under his feet. That's from a resurrection point of view. Did you understand what I just said? That's from a resurrection point of view, but all enemies are not put on his feet until you and I, as the body of Christ, take our place and walk in that authority that he won in the resurrection. You and I are the carriers. Are you getting this? So notice what he says. Look, God is making his appeal through us. Man, look, you think you're talking about having faith in us? It's faith in the Christ that's in us. <clears throat> God has enough trust, enough faith to know that we're going to turn out right. We're going to make the right. <clears throat> hmm? So this is the reason why. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father till his enemies are made his footstool. His enemies are not, through the resurrection, they are. But to actually walk it out and that it is subdued, because the, subdue, the subduing comes through you and I. We're the ones carrying it out. Okay? So here, he said, God is making his appeal through us. He's making his appeal through who? Us who got flaws. What? But he's making this appeal through the perfect man that's in you that has no sin. Makes all the difference, doesn't it? That's how God is making this. He's making this appeal through that new man, that new identity of whose you are. He's not making this appear through your flesh. 
He's making this appear through your born again spirit. And then once you, the Holy Spirit is the one that's strengthening us. The Holy Spirit is the one that's bringing us in the place, putting us in the light of showing us who we really are. And when you begin to see who you are, then you begin to speak from that place. You begin to live out of that place. And then God gets the glory. Amen. Yeah. We speak for Christ when we plead. You see that? We speak to Christ. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. That's what reconciliation is. When we plead, what? Come back to God. But they have to have enough light. They have to have enough. They have to see enough fruit in you and I. For God made Christ, for God made Christ who what? Who never sinned hmm? to be what? The offering for our sin. That's why hell couldn't hold him down. That's why he couldn't stay there because what? He made himself an offering. Offering because it was the Father's will for you and I. So that we could be made what? The righteous. Or we could be made right with God through Christ. You notice the word made? So that we could what? Be made right with God. He, Jesus, notice it, God made Christ who never sinned to, make, to be the offering for sin so that we could be what? Made right with God through Christ. You and I are made right. Amen. You and I are what? We are made right with God. How? Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Did y'all learn anything tonight?